How's it going? This is Edgar Otraves with another episode of the Floral Podcast. On today's show, I have special guest John Lawrence, head instructor of Hurricane Jiu Jitsu out in Cleveland. Um, I'm currently redecorating my office and the different spaces where I record the sound. So uh, the intro and outro, they're going to sound a little funny, but. The recording itself sounds great, so uh, please forgive the, the the sound in places, but in terms of the actual podcast, that will sound just fine. Now, if you're new to the show and you want to know more, head on over to our website, thefloralpodcast.com. There you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes and the store, where you can buy yourself a shirt, some wall art, etc. If you want more nonsense, head on over to Instagram where we use the name The Floral. Also, we're happy to say that we are affiliated with Bluehost. Bluehost is an awesome, very dependable hosting service for your website. I've used Bluehost for years. I'm very, very happy with them. Never had a problem. Very easy to use. And if you're looking to host a WordPress site or just a regular website, hard-coded, Bluehost is the way to go. And they have very affordable plans. Now, if you decide to check out Bluehost, make sure you use my referral link in the description. After the last podcast with John, I really wanted to go out and see him. I was very curious to see how he how he runs classes, how he does things. And I wanted to see if there was anything I can take away from him in terms of like how he does things, how he teaches. And um, I, I tried my best to observe him. Uh, he is so knowledgeable and meticulous in everything he does. Uh, we talk about everything. We talk about not only jujitsu, but we also talk about even the design of his school. So it, it just goes to show how much he really thinks about all the things he does. It's, I think it was a great episode. I hope you guys like it. And so enough of the chatter. Here's the show. Uh, that's stereo. I was gonna say, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I was just yeah. making sure it wasn't like. Right, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my audio engineer brain is on now. So I'm like, <laughs> if I could check it for <laughs> No, it's good that you did that because otherwise I would have recorded with the fucking or with the microphone on the. That would have been jacked. That would have fucking sucked balls. And bring all this shit, <laughs> and I could have done it on my fucking iPhone. <sighs> all right, so uh, let's get going here. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Floral Podcast. I am Edgar Otraves. And today I am at Hurricane Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu out in Cleveland uh, with uh, John Lawrence, who has been very kind with uh, having inviting me out here and uh, take classes with him and experience his school, man. So how you doing, John? So typical Tuesday morning, but last night was last night was dope. Oh, was, dude, it was a good session, dude. That. Um, it was really enlightening that class, and I have I have a lot to say about how you lead class. Yeah, we almost nerded out last night after. <laughs> Started talking, I was like, oh, "This is uh, it's like I could, yeah, we could set the mics up right now and talk for two hours." Oh yeah, I was I was like ready too, and, and I was like, "Oh, can we do it now? <laughs> can we do it now?" It would, yeah, it would have been good. The, yeah. those, those that would have been. Yeah, my my family would not have appreciated that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Three hour podcast after practice. Three, yeah, I was just like, where are you? Are you coming home? I'm, I'm podcasting. I could do three hours too. I mean, yeah. easy. It was funny because I, I took uh, I, I took the class last night with you, and then I took the 
class with Travis this morning. Mm, he's good, man. And he, yeah, he's so smart. And um, it was great because afterwards he nerded out too. He was he was talking about uh, Geo and that Mikey incident and all that stuff. And I was just like, oh yeah, I know about that. Like I actually am not familiar with that. I, I guess something happened with uh, I forget the guy's last name, but Mikey. Uh, Mikey. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and Geo from from Ten Planet. Oh yes, he's a gem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I guess there was some conflict between them and words and stuff. Mm. But uh, it, it was funny because he was talking about all this jujitsu stuff, and he's in he's in all of it. He's he seemed to like not he he was talking about all these techniques, and then on top of that, all the all the social drama that was going on. I was like, yeah. wow, you're you're in it. He's in the game. He's living yeah. it. You yeah. know. So like I really appreciate talking to him. He was he was a uh, it was great, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Yeah, but um, one of the things I wanted to ask you, um, is uh, I really like one of the one of the reasons I came out was I wanted to experience the school for myself because um, on the last podcast you talked about how you don't do the warm up the traditional warm up. Yeah, and so I, after you. After having that discussion with you, I started leading classes a little different when I when I teach. Mm. Um, but I also felt like it's a little pretentious, right? Like I don't, I haven't experienced it for myself, and I'm trying to kind of do what you're doing. Which which part of it? Like just telling people you're not going to warm up. Yeah, well, yeah. not warming up and warming up kind of a different way. So like yeah, one of the things sure. I st I started doing was um, I because uh, the class I teach uh, is a nogi class. So mm -hmm. we were working. So typically what I do is we start with like a stand up and no takedowns, just working the hand fighting, yeah. the, the, the tie up, all that stuff and trying to get around, get the legs, stuff like that. Because um, at least at the school I'm at, it, typically we don't work that stand up nogi stuff. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to kind of get everybody kind of used to that kind of game and the things you can do bear hugs sure, single sure. legs whatever you yeah, know yeah um and then and then like you said in the po in the podcast ramp it up a little bit right mm -hmm. but last night coming okay. here i saw how you did it like you did a, a technique you basically started with technique yeah essentially, you know essentially that's uh, which is very cool like it's very interesting because like everybody's nobody's warmed up. You bow, you bow, you 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 start with technique, and it's like this is what we're doing. When you're doing a series, I guess for the whole month, right? Um, depending depending on the the material, mm -hmm. uh, two, could be two weeks, but three weeks seems to be the sweet spot right now for okay. everything. Three, three weeks. weeks. Yeah, four. Yeah, a month gets to be. I don't. I don't know why. It's just like that is when. That's when we start to feel like we've like exhausted the the not only the 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 technical information but also the people's attention span mm, and that the interest and that matters too yeah that yeah. matters a lot absolutely right um, but yeah I think I think that's that that's a good point to make because uh, you know typically in some schools it's like this is the technique of the week you know and every class yeah, is yeah, centered sure. around that. And, uh, uh, I was having a discussion with one of your, one of your students. He's like, sometimes I can't make it to every class. Right. Sometimes I come once a week. Sometimes I'll come three, four times a week, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, to only come in once experience that technique and then not get to practice it again for another six months or whenever you decide that you Could want to bring it back. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. So it's, it's very cool that you kind of 
sit on this on this uh, set of techniques with new with new with new twists to them, right? Yeah, definitely a new twists. You're you're adding you're adding new components. You're 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 basically you're, you study the system. You bring the system out, mm. and it's like okay, these are the different parts of the system, you know. And uh, last night you were working the Kamur grip. Yep. And so you have put together or researched or however this a uh, system for for the Kamur grip <clears throat> yeah. and you start in a, spe a very specific spot which i also found interesting you're not going like okay this is you know you start from the mount this is like no you started on your on your side with this Kamur grip i was just like what <laughs> well so so the so the interesting part about that is so if you if you were like a brand new student coming in, that would be, that's exactly what your experience would be. Uh, and you, and you've already got background knowledge too. Mm -hmm. So, so that makes it interesting, but yeah, a new person walks in and they, they they see us, they're like, we're already laying down on our sides in the Kimura trap position. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're going, they're kind of going like, well, like, why are we starting here? And unfortunately the way that we, the way that we do our units now, the one disadvantage and it's not major, but the one disadvantage is that if you are a brand new student coming in and you come in sort of in the wrong place in that three week cycle, you really are just getting thrown into the water. Yeah. But if you make it through a week or two weeks or three weeks, then when we start the next unit, we, we do start like from the ground up. Mm -hmm. So we'll start from, we started our, our Kimura unit just from side control and mm -hmm. just how to how to how to set up pinning the arm down from side control and then the 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 proper mechanics to just finish a basic side uh side control kimura so mm -hmm. like that's where we started the unit but now you came on the beginning of week three where we've got we've got all of this like foundation already built we've yeah. already like built up to that point um you know but yeah just starting there would be um oddly confusing for everybody you know but it, it doesn't seem like you have any problem with like keeping students like no no last no night issue. was a big ass class it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> no no it wasn't, it wasn't? <laughs> that was a big ass class no, but i'm saying like it in, in a like in a relative sense like um for you like some, yes. some, some of the some of the big sessions that we have here uh -huh. like the last night was i would say probably average oh wow maybe, maybe for august it was big because august like i think i was telling you august is always super slow uh -huh. people sense that like the summer's almost over so they want to get out on their boats and they want to like go to the dinner on the patio and they definitely skip a lot of jiu-jitsu in, in august so i think yeah. that's pretty typical right yeah, you know? yeah but like sure. in but even this morning even this morning it was a big ass class for a morning class because yeah. i mean in chicago it's unusual to have a big size class for a morning class yeah, yeah you know typically it's it's guys like when when i first started training i remember yeah, yeah. you were you were you were teaching the morning class and it was usually about four or five guys mm -hmm. you know yeah it, a big class for a morning class was like seven eight guys yeah what, you know? what what was this morning like uh 12 15 what was it? something like that Somewhere yeah yeah it was it was there was a lot of people and it, it, it was it was it was advanced no gi too right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh there was there was Plenty of people. I, I actually it was a, a little nicer than last night. The 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 gentlemen, the people that I trained with here, they were a little closer to my age, a, uh, little, yeah. a little bigger. Sure. And so probably dads, you know. So I'm like, oh, these guys are my speed, you know. Yeah. And uh, so my experience this morning was not that last night was bad, but like the rolling part of it. No, I get was it, yeah. was more enjoyable. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, nobody was. 
I wasn't worried about this young buck trying to like you know kick my ass. Yes. You know, yeah. everybody was my speed. Well, yeah. that's that session's invitation only. Like mm-hmm. anything that says advance on our schedule, like you you you've got to you've got to like go through me. You've got to you got to like text me and be like, hey, can I? Which can I, I can which I, I did. Well, no, you don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, no, that was uh, like my experience here was was pretty cool. Like I, I mean, this place is beautiful too, man. Thanks. Like yeah. it really, I mean, it's outstanding. It's, it's, uh, I mean, like the the decor, the, the the size of the mats, the dope ass mural, everything is, like, well, like you really, did you get a, like a someone like design the place or did you just kind of just put this stuff together to your taste uh, no i designed it uh, really yeah so uh, i i've got like maybe like a genetic predisposition to this because my mom is uh she's like an interior designer ah. like like a, she's pretty legit okay um that makes sense so yeah put, put like putting putting looks together uh-huh. is kind of like something i I, I guess it kind of comes natural. Uh-huh. And then also uh, like a lot of the graphic design, not all of it, but some like for our t-shirts, for our logo and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did all that stuff too. Yeah. So I, I like, I like putting creative stuff together. Yeah. And you do a lot of that kind of stuff just in your marketing of the school and stuff like that. Too. I, like, I do. But like, but as far as the, like the place actually coming together, mm-hmm. you know, we, where I'm, where I'm about to go down right now to my, to my trainer, like yeah. the other end of the plaza, he, he's actually um, occupying our, our old, um our old location yeah and when we put this place together this was actually a bank like it was it was a big it was a big bank that was that was unoccupied and um at least for the demo portion of it like we we ripped out the bank like Mm. the the, see how this is like all like wide open right now yeah 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 there were offices and rooms and um like reinforced walls because it was a bank so like you can't Mm -hmm. just have like a normal wall because the guys are like you know, just like, you know, like break through the walls and steal all your money. Uh, but, but like the students, the students, uh, um, like came out in force and like helped us, I helped us demo. Like it wow. was, it, you know, it was, it, we, we, we had like, we had like a couple nights, we had like 10 or 12 people in here just ripping studs out. That's and fucking awesome. Dude. It was really cool. It was, uh, you know, I could see, I can, I can understand the type of work that it, that you're, you probably have to go through to, get a school like this ready but i love it like, yeah I, you, I i could i could there, there's a part of me that could just build new school after new school like with my own hands yeah just month after month yeah. like, I, I i would I, I think i would i would enjoy do, just doing that like i in a parallel universe <laughs> just like building like businesses and in like spaces and things kind of like what what my mom does yeah, yeah you know yeah. Uh, it's just it's it's oddly satisfying. It would, it would be it. awesome, like uh, John, the uh, jujitsu school uh, designer. Well, when COVID hit, it was weird. It's it, it so like a really pervasive attitude in our culture right now is like if you have a problem, like you just put your head down and you fucking work through it. Like mm-hmm. you just right. Like this is a pretty popular like you know meme. Nobody cares. Work harder. Yeah, that, that type of thing. But COVID was unique because that was literally impossible for me to do. Like. Mm. There was no, there was no work harder because working harder for me involves teaching more classes, getting more students, studying more jujitsu, and then pass it. Like I couldn't do any of that. Yeah. So like stuff like this, this desk here. Yeah. I was just like, well, I can. The only thing I can do is just make the school physically better. Uh-huh. And in part, this was like probably me dealing with like the stress of being out of business for a while. So yeah, yeah I did stuff like built this desk. 
Um, they built this like little area over here for the for the kids to play in, like just stuff like that. There's a lot of like these little details. Yeah. Like, I love the, the the little desk that you have here for the kids. Yeah. You got books on it. You got crayons. Crayons in the, yeah, in the jar. Yeah. And, but also you got the like the little seats and stuff. Those are hard to find too. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you went out and looked for that. I went out and looked for stools of that height to like match kids of a certain age. Mm. Like it was like, it was very specific. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like I'll, I'll go down like weird rabbit holes with stuff like that sometimes where I'm just cruising like on Wayfair looking mm. for like the perfect chair to like put in that corner, obviously more so over COVID. Now I don't have time to do shit like that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. but over COVID, it was the only thing I had time to do. Uh -huh. Like this, this area that we're sitting in right now, um, this was not, um, this did, it wasn't this, it was something, it was something like, I would say that was just a bit, um, less evolved. Okay. So I kind of touched it up a little bit. Yeah, no. and, then, and then Matt Space too. Yeah, which I don't even think we went down to. Oh, downstairs? No, I haven't seen downstairs you gotta yet. Check that out before you go. Yeah, I want to see it. It's cool, but that was another, you know, mm -hmm. that was another COVID evolution when uh -huh. we were just we were closed, and I was just like, let's just build some stuff. That's amazing that you build that separate space too. Like I thought, like you're thinking about you weren't just thinking about making it bigger. You were also thinking about, you know, if we can get students back in here. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. If yeah. we can get students back here, can, how how can we make this safer during COVID? Yeah, my my ment I, t I called my I called my dad. And I was I was like just talking to him about like being out of business at the time because mm -hmm. that was the time where it w we voluntarily shut down like early before it was like state mandated or city mandated, mm -hmm. and then and then it was then we had no choice. They they like we were literally legally shut down mm -hmm. because of we were a gym. And I was talking to my dad on the phone. He's like, what are you going to do? And I go, I go, I'm just going to double down. Like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to reinvest even like more money into the school. And I'm just going to assume that, that, you're that, back. that, that work that would in, I don't know how many months, but we're going to come back and then we're going to have more people than ever. So that instead of like pulling back, I built like another mad space. And then after I built it, I was like, oh shit. I hope this works. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you build it, they will come, right? That's that, the hope. That was the idea. Yeah. That yeah, was a double down. That's, uh, that's ballsy. That's really fucking ballsy. I don't, I, 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 I would like to, to pretend like it was, but again, I think that I was just looking for shit to do. I was like coping. I was yeah. just, I was, yeah, yeah. I was just like, what can, like, what can I do? That's not nothing. Yeah. You know, I'm w w like, what do I do? I can't, I can't. The only thing I could have done was like teach private lessons. You know what I mean? Like, and even that ten, is a, for 10 hours a day. Yeah. That, that would have been, I, I would have done it if it came to that. Yeah. But, you know? Yeah. So, um, I want to talk a little more about jujitsu. And one of the things that, that, that uh, I've been wanting to ask you since the last time. And I asked you last night, but I'm asking here again for, for okay. the podcast. Um, a lot of a lot of instructors, and this is not a judgment on anybody. I mean, it's just, you know, uh, um, I just think that what you do, you, you seem to excel in what you do. And I wanted to know, how is it that you're coming up with, this new stuff, right? And uh, if if you're willing to share that with the podcast, um, but what are, you, what are you referencing specifically? Well, I'm referencing like how how is it that that you have because like you you're not teaching the stuff you taught me anymore. Oh, sure, sure, sure. You're, you you got new new 
stuff coming in. You got new techniques, new ideas, new positions, new all this stuff. And I asked you last night, and I want to ask again for the podcast, where are you, how are you coming up with this stuff? Are you just making it up yourself? Are you yeah. researching, studying <clears throat> tape? What is it that you're looking at? In reference to the newer, we can talk about some of the stuff that you said, like I taught you, mm. but in reference to the newer stuff, it really is just a matter of not having, not having an ego and not assuming that like the jujitsu that you learned is like the end all be all that it's not the best, you know, not the best stuff out there. And then you just look at what the best, the best jujitsu practitioners in the world are doing, um, relative to your own style. And then, I mean, it really is as simple as buying their instructionals and supplementing, uh, my knowledge with theirs. Mm -hmm. And I, I, and that's not like a, that's not a groundbreaking thing. It's just, I don't, I think you get a lot of students who are willing to do that. Like, I know I have a lot of students who have bought like John, John Donaher's instructionals, mm -hmm. um, or like Keenan Cornelius's instructionals or, 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 or whatever. And I don't think that's very uncommon for students to like reach out and do that, but they almost do it like in certain circumstances, I feel like they almost do that in secret. They're kind of like, yeah, they've got this DVD, but they're not really talking about it in class because <laughs> like they're learning from like another black belt. They're yeah. not learning from their instructor. Yeah. I do think that for the most part, it's rare. And I'm just guessing, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm assuming it's rare for somebody who's like head instructor at a gym to openly study other black belts stuff and then actively integrate it into their current curriculum. Yeah. Cause I'm not throwing away all the jujitsu I learned. In fact, like sometimes when I watch these instructionals, I'm like, Oh, we do that. Yeah. But may maybe this grip is different or that grip is different. But then sometimes I'll watch an instructional and it is just an absolutely, um, revolutionary change where mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I have to, comp I have to tell my students mm -hmm. the way that I used to teach you. This was inferior yeah. to the way that I, and you have done that. Am, oh yeah. Wow. And you have, you just have to do it like with, the understanding that like everything evolves, mm -hmm. jujitsu is not exempt from that. Yeah. And you can't have an ego and pretend like you never fuck anything up. Yeah. You know, like I, <clears throat> I for sure, I've definitely taught stuff like stuff I taught two or three years ago, certain things, not a lot of things, but certain things I have, I've completely abandoned. I've yeah. told my students like that is, that is not the best way to do it. I have a new way that I feel like is the best way to do it. And then in two or three or five years, if there's a new way, that's better. Yeah. I'm just, I'm going to shift gears and, you know, and that, do that. That is, that is, I, 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 am just impressed with the, with your honesty, you know, and well, there's a level of embarrassment that is associated with it. When you tell a room full of 30 people like, Hey, you know, when I showed you this, <clears throat> you know, two years ago, yeah. well, cause I've had people ask me, they've literally said, you know, when you showed me this last time, like you said, ABC yeah. and they go, what, like, why are we doing it this way? And I go, cause this way's better. Yeah. And they're like, they look at me like I'm an alien, you know, <laughs> I'm like, this is better now. Yeah. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so then you're like, <laughs> so the, how do you handle that part of it? It's just like, well, you know, you taught me something wrong. I've been doing it the wrong way. I don't think it's not a wrong way because, yeah. because, because even still like wrong is wrong. Isn't the right word to use. It's, it's that, um, <clears throat> you said inferior. There's, there's a so, more... So let me expand on that. Like mm. in, in, inferior across a broad range of opponents. So like the move that I taught two years ago is going to work against like a certain 
range of skill sets. Mm. Like it's maybe going to work against people who've been training from for zero to 18 months, or maybe mm. what if you want to do it by rank, like, yeah. you know, it'd Blue be belt like white belt through purple belts. Yeah. But then we've got these movements that are in some ways just as easy to learn, just as simple, but they would apply to the entire range of grapplers that you're going to run into. Mm. Those to me are like, and I'm air quotes here, the, those are the right techniques. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I want to do the techniques that, that, that work against anybody. So the Kimura I taught you two years ago is going to work against a ton of people. It's definitely not wrong. Yeah. The new one is just going to work better against a broader range of opponents. And you, you have to just be comfortable being honest about that. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, that's a great point because uh, one of the things that's sticking out um, in my mind right now is when you and I rolled, um, the that double leg pass smash thing that i do sure works on everyone ah yeah everyone yeah. i can even do it to some people in the guard sure yeah I know i'll be mean. in the guard i'll just wrap their legs open the guard that way kick my legs out pass uh, so to to describe for the the people who are listening like you're you're what you're essentially doing the concept is like you're wrapping both your arms just above my knees, mm -hmm. sprawling so I have no foothold on you. And yes. then you're just sort of picking a side. And, and then whenever I overreact, you switch sides. Yes. You're going to go to the other side. Yeah. And usually I try to go to the back. Right. Um, right. Because uh, if I can go to the back and then I can, I can wedge myself up against their back mm -hmm. and then either sit back into a back take or maybe go to like a triple attack, you know, as, you know, sure. as we used to call it. I don't know what you call it here now, but... Um, yeah, uh, um, are you talking about like that gift wrap position? Yes, sure. the gift wrap position. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah. So um, last night, for the first time, I was just like, why the fuck isn't this working? <laughs> <laughs> it works on everyone. You know, I've done it to everyone. And uh, it didn't work on you last night. And I was, I was uh, a little frustrated but amazed because one of the things that you did in the middle of it, because as, as, at one point I got close and then you almost, you kind of like, uh, kind of like stood up almost. Yeah. And like, got like, on a, like a, you got on all fours. Got to the knees and then turned back over. And then turned back over. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And it, and like, I, I was, I don't know. It's just, it's such a small thing, you know? Yeah. But, um, uh, the disadvantage of, because of where I live currently, I don't get to roll with black belts. Right. Sure. You know, I roll with Browns and, be, and below and to see that. Um, just nullified was just like this is fucking awesome you know like that just that piece yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take home and i'm gonna i thought about it all last night i, I don't okay. know if you I, I know it's not a big deal to you but no, it, 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 it is it, it is, is but it's a big deal, big deal to me because i was sitting there I was just like how did he do this like he he and and i even tried it um when when it was like when because you eventually got the tab and you and and, and you did it well and you i tried to mimic exactly what you I, I saw the opportunity i was like i'm gonna try it you know see if i can do it and so, see if i feel to get the same feeling yeah no and it was the same feeling so like like to give like a mental visual representation for anybody listening so that the idea is again you, you've got my you're on top you've got both of my legs wrapped up between your arms and then you're you've killed my legs at that point. Like I can't get my really my feet on you effectively and I'm on my back and you're trying to work your way around. Like you said, like my backside typically, mm. so you can get into a, a side control, like a pinning position. Now, as we came up in this, con this concept that, that we're about to describe, like this is one of the newer concepts that I teach my students that 
maybe, I would say maybe four or five years ago, I wasn't teaching this way, mm -hmm. right? So the concept is like, the old concept would have been as the person walks around, you turn to your side, you you know you'll get a, you'll get a, a set of frames. I would either as the bottom person, I would either put my my hands on your like neck and your shoulders or your neck and your hip, and, yeah. and I would attempt to hip escape out of your control and then like get back to a guard position. Yes, which I'm assuming is pro probably the reaction that is typical. That is the very very typical, and and okay. usually I can just smash. Like if if they give me too much trouble, I'll lift the legs, smash. Even if I can get around the legs, I'll flip to the other side, mm. like upside down right. with my with my legs towards his head, right. which is one thing I didn't get to do because you were propping yourself up right. and weren't giving me the, the, like the aerial space for it. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was elevated. Yeah. So, so the, so then the newer reaction in this position, and I know this is like really technical, so sorry for I'm, I'm fucking loving it. Not just your crowd, but, <laughs> but, but, um, so, so, so what we focus on instead is if you do get into a scenario like that, and there are many scenarios that follow that theme you've got side smash passes which is like a family of what you were working mm -hmm. uh um, like double leg wrap passes which is a family of what you were working but then also weave passes like from knee shield mm -hmm. will follow the same theme where if you can get your if you can get up on your bottom elbow and then and then consequently up to your, your bottom hand and also use your other arm to frame the person away um we put a lot of emphasis on if you feel like you're about to get pinned finding a way to get to a base where you can actually like wrestle, like wrestle up to base, like wrestle up to your knees or wrestle up to your feet. So mm. in that one instance where you felt like you almost got by, <clears throat> I just used the frames that I had to get off my butt, put my knees on the mat. And then once my knees are on the mat, I can make a ton of space mm -hmm. and then sit back to guard if I feel like I can't get up to my feet. It was very deceptive because I almost felt like I could take your back from there. Right, exactly. And and, and as soon as you turned towards me, yeah. that's what I went to. I, I abandoned what I was doing. Try to jump on my back. And I tried to like climb up your back. I mean, I wasn't like letting go of the legs. Right. I was just trying to jump on your back. Yeah. And... and and it didn't work. And I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, it was just yeah. like, I had him. He exposed his back. I should have been able to take his back. And I just felt like maybe I wasn't fast enough. Mm. I don't know if that was the case. Is there something it's, else that I'm missing? No, no, it's it's not like that's the, that's the, um, like. Because you showed your back for a second. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a half a second. But, and the only reason I'm doing it is so I can make space to to turn back into it in the in the in this instance it was butterfly guard yeah. it just kept turning back into like a butterfly guard variation um that's that's a scenario that like um like <clears throat> we've mapped out and like i've obviously been through that like quite a few times against against different passing styles and the bottom line is and we talked about this a little bit if you're not able to control my bottom arm, like my post arm, yeah. you're going to have, I'm not saying you won't have success there. There are ways to have success there, but you're going to have, you're going to work really hard yeah. and I'm not going to work very hard at all. I was working very hard. Right. And, yeah, I, and I was breathing heavy yeah. and you're like, Hey man, what's up with your breath? <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that. But, but I, but I, I was like, all I have to do is, is like, I can just, so I, I don't know if the cameras are going to pick this up, yeah. but like, but it, assuming you're here and you're, you're pushing in. So I would get that patch grip behind your back or in some cases like no gi. Why don't we, do you want to go? Yeah, on yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Sorry for the break, but at this point, John demonstrates uh, to me how he kept me from passing his guard while I was trying to wrap his legs. If you really want to see this, you can find it on my Instagram. 
it's uh, again go to Instagram under the name The Floral and you'll find it there. We'll resume the show after John's demonstration. Because at that point, I'm back at square one. I'm gonna have to either fight the butterfly guard, maybe try to get um, one of those hard smashes where you kind of like uh, trap the butterfly guard. Yeah. Yeah. Trap trap one of the legs on the butterfly and pass that way. Mm-hmm. Or I have to like rewrap, fight put the legs back together again, expend all that energy, yeah. you know, it, it's, um, and then in the meantime, you worked really hard. I worked really hard. Time, it, right? it was just like, I, one of the thoughts I was having is, is like, I should have, I should have switched to something, um, a more fluid, uh, guard passing attempt. Like I should have like maybe broke off and started trying to pass standing instead of trying to smash. Cause that wasn't working. And instead I was like, this is supposed to work. And I was stuck there. You I, know? I actually thought I'm a big fan of people being stubborn through like certain passing attempts. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. Um, I, I would, it was just, just a, your pressure was good. Your leg wrap was good. In fact, every time the leg wrap would get undone, you had a very high skill level of like finding it again. So yeah. it's clearly like a position that you enjoy. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so like that, that part was pretty obvious to me. It was just the missing, the missing detail of the emphasis on like getting to the person's bottom arm very quickly. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't need both legs wrapped up if you get to the bottom arm because you just lay your weight on the legs, you pull the bottom arm and the person is, Especially in the gi where you've got all these different handles, they're horribly pinned. Yeah, it's a bad position. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it, especially if the person's being a jerk. Then I'll just smash them a little bit in the stomach. <laughs> sure. Like I'll go ahead and just drop a little shoulder pressure right in the stomach, and they're like, "Oh, I want a shit," you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think in jujitsu, uh, the concept of like, we we have this. Um, jujitsu is a game in some ways, and we've got these unspoken rules in the game. And one of the unspoken rules is that I absolutely hate, I just want to be clear, is that if you're on the bottom, you play on the bottom. Mm. If you're on the bottom, you play guard. Like, oh, I'm on my back, my friend. You smash me, I'm going to play guard a little bit. Like, yeah. it's, 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 it's an unspoken agreement <laughs> that people have. And so one thing we do here is we put, we put a lot of emphasis on wrestling from the feet, but also the concept that if you're not successful on your back... Um, forcing the person to keep you down through through wrestling mm-hmm. so they've got two choices they either have to like really commit to pressuring into you and keeping you down uh-huh. which you can you can get some very like interesting action reaction moves off of that or they have to let you up and then you're out of that position where you weren't having having any success so you're talking about basically just standing up yeah just yeah. say like like you're in you're in the closed guard like mm-hmm. if you're in closed guard yeah i even see this at competitions the person in bottom closed guard is having no success. There's and he no, stays there. There's no sign that he's going to have any success. Mm-hmm. And, and I've been in these scenarios where you, where you, you feel like you're not going to have any success mm-hmm. and they're just content to just continue to try to throw up arm locks and triangles and sweep attempts. Whereas if you have the basic foundation of a technical standup, mm-hmm. which I'm sure, you know, now we're yes. going back to fundamentals here. Yeah. Same structure that I built against you just just there. One hand frames some part of the upper body, neck, shoulder, back. I build up to my elbow, a hip escape, I build up to my hand, and I get up to my feet. Mm-hmm. So I would use the exact same movement pattern that I just used over there on the mat when we were demoing to just get out of closed guard. There are this seems you seem to have like a like a vocabulary 
already like movement patterns uh all all these words that you use is this like the shorthand that you use with your students is this something that you're like you're cognizant of as you're as you're like teaching classes like i'm making sure that i use the language that i always use for certain things because i mean there's always there's always a name for stuff right but you you have like phrases for a collection of of movements i'm definitely not perfect with the language part of that is the fault of the history of jujitsu. Mm. They have not done the same job that judo has done. And judo has also not been perfect in this in this way, but like we don't have this nomenclature. Like we don't have, you know, like arm lock and judo, jujigatami. Everybody calls it jujigatami, right? Mm-hmm. Um, triangle, you know, they, I think, uh, um, um, I don't know if judo uses it, but like the senkaku is the the, the Japanese name. Okay. So the, what, one thing Donaher has done that's pretty interesting is he's he's brought in all this like Japanese nomenclature and he's trying to he's trying to unify the way that we all talk about moves in jujitsu. Some yeah. people say arm lock. Some people say arm bar. Yeah. You know. Um, uh, you know. You get. Uh, you, you, know, you, you just, have side control, you have 100 kilos. Side control, 100 you, kilos, side mount, some side people mount. call it, which used to drive our yeah. instructors absolutely bonkers. Oh, you know? yes. But, oh, yeah, um, he hated that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, like, <clears throat> one thing is I try to, even more, more now than ever, I try to show people that, um, I try to teach, like, in concepts. So, so... That technical standup is a great example where you're not just gonna you're not just gonna use that to get off the ground. You're not just gonna use it as a warm up drill. Anytime you want to get to your feet, whether it's bottom, you know, like like a bottom smash position, bottom close guard from a wrestling scenario, um, try to trying to teach it as a broad concept. Trying to teach triangles as a broad concept where anytime you have a, a you know you have the head and one arm involved in some sort of arm or leg entanglement you have an opportunity to hit a choke. Mm. That theme repeats itself, not just with the legs, but with the arms as well. Okay. So um, I really like teaching in themes. <clears throat> I really like teaching in concepts, showing individual moves, you know, like here's a, you know, uh, you know, here's an Americana from Mount. I mean, we do that too, but like, I also like to show, like, I also like to show that when you, when you grip, when you, I like to call it a figure four grip. When you grip a figure four grip, you know, specifically when the hand is 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 uh, facing the head. This is an Americana, but you're gonna you're gonna do universal things with this grip all the time. It's always gonna be thumbless. You're always gonna torque your grips, and then you're always gonna move the hand in some way in relation uh, to the shoulder. It's either gonna be down for the Americana or up in the case of the Kimura. So like just repeating themes: hand in relation to the shoulder, torquing the grips, no thumbs, mm, that type of thing. Hand relation. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, like there's again the the vocabulary that you're using. Yeah, um, yeah. I just, I, I'm really like, I'm really big on on, on concepts now. Pe- okay. pe- people, people who are who get really good at jujitsu, it's they always they seem to be like concept based learners. Mm. That's 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 what I find. Well, that's uh, that's uh, who is it? The the Gracie University guys, Hannah Gracie, and uh, I forget, mm. well, I forget the other the other brother's name, but they released uh, the 23. Uh, principles of jujitsu which is i believe i heard of that i heard yeah. of it is it have you seen i it? haven't seen it yet oh. i've been i've been wanting to grab that but uh, basically it's it's kind of what you're talking about they're they're they've broken down kind of the these concepts that are universal okay. and and they're 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 
approaching it very much in the same way as, as you're talking about. And I'm sure it has something to do with uh, kind of the stuff that Donaher has, has mentioned, like you got to make wedges and you got to, you know, there's, I think their, their, I think their video that they put out is a direct response to how insanely good and progressive Donaher's stuff is. Oh, you think so? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, uh, that, that's just, I have, I have absolutely no evidence to back that statement. <laughs> I just like, I saw the advertisement, I think on Instagram for it. Yeah. And um, this idea of like uh, uh, systematizing jujitsu and having like these, uh, these like modules and these systems for each position. Um, I told you this last night, but I would absolutely repeat this in public. I think, I think jujitsu, I think martial arts and jujitsu they've passed through like several great filters. You, you would have, you have like Alio Gracie's generation was definitely a great filter for jujitsu. And obviously that generation deserves that respect. You've got the, the, I, I would say like the great filter of like when competitive jujitsu really started to pop, that would be early 2000s, uh, 2010s. And then, you know, through, through the 2010s, I think the, I think, I think John Donaher as an individual, I think he's going to be recognized um, as like another one of the great filters of jujitsu. Like, I don't think his instructionals are equal to any other instructionals out there on the market right now. Jesus Christ. Really? Yeah, I think, I think he, I think he, if he's, if he's not already, I think in the next five, 10, 20 years, like he will be, and probably should be on the Mount Rushmore of jujitsu. Like wow. he's, he, he's doing something very different mm. than what everybody else is doing. Um, now I will admit if you go back and listen to like some podcasts we did like years ago, I said some things about him and his systems that were very skeptical. Mm. I was just wrong. Yeah. But he gives off such like a, um, such a strange and creepy vibe in a lot of his videos. Like he was sort of like triggering my creep radar a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. You're like, fuck this guy. I got to smash him. And I've seen, I've seen, I've seen like creepy, weird, culty jujitsu instruct instructors before. And mm. I, that's very radioactive to me. So I, I was like, I, I had, I had a very, um, um, what do you call it? I had a very dismissive attitude toward him and his systems a couple of years ago. I can't, I, I was dead wrong. I can't, I can't blame you for it. Cause I've seen videos where he's like sitting there and he's like holding a piece of paper yeah. and he's got a knife and he's got his students sitting around him and he's just cutting the paper right. with oh, really? the knife <laughs> and they're just watching him and he's talking, he's, you know, spouting some like philosophical, he's whatever. A, he's a different guy. He's, he's very different and he's just sitting there cutting paper Yeah. and, and the students are looking at him and it's just, you know, I view I view him as like a grappling supercomputer that has that has done and offloaded a lot of the work that like a guy like me would have to do. Mm. Like he's he's pro he's processed everything. It's very clear to me too that his gym has like a very very much like a laboratory vibe, mm. like my gym did when it opened. And this is not something I got from him. This is something I always wanted. Yeah, I would show my students a move, and there was always there's always this moment where like an instructor shows you a move, and you feel the space, or you feel a little bit of an out, or you feel like an obvious counter. And I always told my students like, I want you to show me where those things are when I when I do my movements on you, and inevitably those moves pass through a fine, a fine filter and they got better. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> he clearly does that at his, at his gym in New York city with his students. He brings in a move 
He might, he might bring in five moves. He might throw away four, mm -hmm. but that one that passes through the filter goes on the instructional and it is airtight. I don't think a lot of other, a lot of other schools do that. Who is it? Um, I can't remember his name right now. Um, uh, Demi Maya. Sure. He, yeah. at one point, my understanding is he would get a room full of badasses uh -huh. and be like, okay, uh, I got a fight coming up right. or sure. I got a competition. Uh, go out, do your work at your gyms or whatever, and then come back and let me know what you find. Okay. And they would go out and then come back and then they would all have new stuff and then share it in that room. It's cool. I like that. And I was just like, that is badass. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I mean to be a fly in the wall in that place. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, so it's, um, it, it sounds, it sounds similar to that. And I guess, I guess all the, all the, the the people that are doing jujitsu who are competing and actually like trying to not just win but like evolve even for themselves there there is this attitude of of like i don't know everything please let's try this let's find answers sure. right and i sure. think i know john donaher seems creepy but maybe there is a little um um humbleness in that because you're you're you at the very least you're 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 realizing I don't have all the answers and I need to find them. Yeah. You know? He legitimately just, he threw me off in the beginning with his, with his mannerisms and his, his demeanor. But, I think, I think you know. he's, you know, he's, he's different. Yeah. 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 But like, I, I, I really find what you're doing is interesting. Cause like you, you've always been like, I don't know everything. And even in, in when you were teaching at purple belt level, you're like, yeah, you know, some people dismiss this and some people dismiss that, but you can't, you can't say that that doesn't have some kind of value, you know, that, that the work he put together, like, for example, I'm, I'm speaking specifically about Eddie Bravo and his 10th planet stuff. It's just like, you can say, you know, rubber guard sucks all you want, but you can't say that he didn't put something together in that collection of, of, of movements. Yeah. You know? I don't think it's, I don't think it sucks. I think it's, got, oh, I, I didn't say you did. No, 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 uh, I'm but, just saying that but there's, I, but, but I, I have, I, I'm aware of the, the attitude, like yeah. some of the attitudes like towards his, his system and his style, which really truly does like certain aspects of his systems stand alone as like something almost entirely different mm. than like the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu that like we know, even like, even like John Donahue's stuff. At the current time, my feeling on, on his systems is that they require a very specialized degree of flexibility. Yes. That I actually don't think is even healthy to achieve. I don't think so. So either. like so like if you so if you so we'll go back to movement patterns, okay? Yeah. So if you think of the movement patterns that we that we that we occupy in jujitsu. Um, can I stand up? Yes, absolutely. Okay? Okay. You you want to you want to? Can I spin the mic? Sure. Uh, I can do I can do this right here. But okay, go for is, it. Is some, uh, but but you need to be able to hear what I'm saying. So like, I want you to watch. I want you to watch all the positions that I get into right now, and try to watch for the for the recurring movement pattern. Okay. So when we stand up and we we wrestle, we start from the feet, slap, bump, go. We're here. Okay. But look at my lower back. All right. We're here. Mm -hmm. When I go to guard. I'm here. Yeah. Look at my lower back. I see. Okay. Um, <clears throat> when I pass guard, my, my partner's on the ground. Look at my lower back. Okay. So what I'm doing is I'm like funneling myself 
into this, um, this movement pattern where I'm always like bowed and hinged forward at my like lower back and shoulders mm -hmm. all, all the time. His system, it, it, it really just, it takes that and it, it, it goes times 10 yeah. because now not only are you doing that, but then you're stretching your hips and in, in your, in your legs in a way where you're in your lower back as well, yeah. where you're, I mean, I can bring my foot to my face, but I'd prefer to warm up a little bit first. Right. <laughs> but those guys like, like they've, they've, they've built this, they've built this hypermobility into their lower back and their hips that I think like already overemphasizes, um, some of the poor, the poor repetitive movement patterns that we get in jujitsu. Mm. So like, as part of my, like, as part of my like prehab rehab, all of my movements, uh, like when I go to warm up for this, this conditioning session I'm about to do, I have to do the opposite. I do these. So I'll, I'll do ISO hold on this position mm. because it, it's, it's the other side of that, that movement pattern that I was doing. Now my back's arched the opposite way. I'll do um, bridges here and I'll hold, I'll hold these positions. Now, you might look at that last one and say, well, don't you do that all the time when you try to escape side control and mount? Yeah, you might do it for two seconds yeah. every roll, you know, yeah. two collective seconds bridged into that position, but most of the rest of the round, you, you're gonna spend in that bowed hinged position. So like, when I see Eddie's stuff, I see him developing some very young, like flexible mobile athletes that are going to have horrific lower back problems yeah. later in their life. Well, even Eddie himself has had discs uh, oh, replaced. Really? Yes. Oh, really? Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. He, he had, I, I believe at least one, he had one disc replaced. Okay. And I found that odd because I was just like, why not a knee? <laughs> you know? Because like one of the things that happens too is it's like, if you don't have the flexibility in your hip. Right. The knee, the knee takes the torque. The knee takes the torque sure, sure. and that, that will pop. But he does have the flexibility in his hip. Yeah. So technically his knee is always in a straight line. Mm. Like, like his, like his, his, uh, his upper leg or well, yeah, his upper leg and lower leg are technically always in a straight line. Like if you don't have, you're right. If you don't have the flexibility on the hips, then like the outside of my knee, you know, has to take that bend, the ligament stretch to a certain extent. Yeah. But if your hip has totally free range of, of motion, like everything just shifts to the side for him. So yeah. his knees are like probably fine yeah it's, it's the it's the the you know the lower back that that's what's going to take the beating yeah i didn't realize that that's really that, that makes sense now especially with him having that disc replaced because i guess he had a lot of problems for a while i'm sure i mean that, that and that, that's like how much time does he spend in that position Probably, versus how much time does he spend outside of it? Yeah. Well, oh. I mean that's his system. He teaches that, so he's probably in it all the fucking time. And then when yeah. he drives home from the gym, he sits like this. Mm -hmm. When he, you know, when he's when we're doing podcasts, we sit like this. So yeah. we spend we spend even as like jujitsu fighters, it's like you, you think, well, we move around a lot and like we're really healthy. It's like we spend more time in this position than than probably most people do. You know. You know, we spend a lot of time here, a yeah. lot of time under like stress and tension too. people smashing you, Yeah, you know, so you gotta, you gotta move the other way too. Mm. And is that to just to stretch the opposite side or just strengthen just the back? Like, well, for, for me, or like for those, those are like pretty passive strength exercises. So like mm. my, uh, you know, I want my lower back to be stronger, but like just to get your body moving like in the opposite direction. So, so it would be like, it would be like if we didn't train jujitsu. All we trained was like bicep curls. That's yeah. all we trained. And we never did like trained triceps. So we've got mm. this motion yeah. where it's like, we're, we're like, oh, we're overly built. Our tricep is like mm. 
all stretched out and flexible because we're only ever coming this way. Yeah. Right. But the, like just neglecting the, the, the opposite range of motion. That's exactly what we're doing in jujitsu. If we, if you don't work that, I don't know what it's called. I know it's, you know, I know we're, we're like hinging and crunching forward. I don't know what the technical term for it is. Maybe a trainer could reach out to me and tell me, but like thoracic extension mm. where you're like, where you're like arching your chest and arching your lower back and like let, letting everything sort of like bend the other way. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, that's, that's a bit of a rabbit hole. Oh, well, yeah, no, no, I think, um, I think that's another part that needs to be, yeah, yeah. Um, that needs to be thought of is, is just the health, the health part and, and posture and all that stuff. That but I hated all the hate he always got just, just, so just to bring it full circle. Yeah. Like I, 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 like he, he was doing something new and they beat the Brazilian icon, Hoyler Gracie. And like, there was just so much like hate for no reason. Yeah. I, 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 don't, like, I don't like that. He's famous for beating one guy. And I'm like, yeah, pretty, pretty good guy. Pretty good guy. <laughs> yeah. And with some really weird stuff, like, yeah. you know, yeah. but, uh, anyway, um, so any, uh, I know you got to, uh, cut out, uh, any closing remarks before we go? I wish we had more time to talk. I did too, man. I do too. Cause <laughs> I'm not, I'm not trying to trip to bail out of here, but for anybody listening, um, yeah, just, I, I gotta, I, I've got to run down and do some, uh, some conditioning. And, uh, if I don't warm up for 15 minutes before it's just absolute hell it's absolute <laughs> hell anyway but you know it's, it's yeah. much worse for me so oh. oh thanks so much john for um, inviting me to your school and uh doing the podcast with me today i know it, it was it was it was i know it was a big ask and i really appreciate you um it's great man you know giving your time but um anyway um <laughs> this is uh Edgar Traves with the flow Row podcast with special guest or host in this case uh, John Lawrence over at Hurricane Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Cleveland. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you next time. The music you're listening to is titled Thoughts in My Mind by Swift, spelt with a 7 on the end instead of a T. You can find them over at Epidemic Sound. If you head on over to Epidemic Sound, make sure you use my referral link in the description. Now, if you like this episode and you want more, head on over to our website, theflowrollpodcast.com. There you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes and our store where you can buy yourself a t-shirt, maybe some wall art. Now, if you like this nonsense, you can find more of it on Instagram where we go under the name The Flowroll. If you're building your own website and you're looking for hosting, Bluehost is the way to go. Make sure you use my referral link in the description. If you are in Cleveland and you haven't been to Hurricane Jiu-Jitsu, you should absolutely go to Hurricane. It's a great facility and John has great people there. I highly recommend you run out to Hurricane Jiu-Jitsu if you've never been there before. It's a great facility. Uh, John's a great instructor. If you want to look up John, you can find him on Instagram under the name Hurricane.JJ. He's also on YouTube under again Hurricane Jiu Jitsu, and you can check out his website hurricanejj.com. Don't worry, I'll have all the links in the description. Also, special shout out to my uh, good friend Fredo Salgado who went out and helped me with everything having to do with the production of this particular podcast. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Also, Big shout out to Travis Anderson, who taught the Nogi class on Tuesday. You can find Travis on Instagram under the name Trav Jitsu. 
Thanks for the class, man. It was great. Uh, I really enjoyed it. All right, people. That's my spiel for today. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Laters. Laters.